Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, legends. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, thank you very, very much for tuning in for another episode of Potty Magic. It really means a lot, everybody, uh, listening to uh, the episodes each and every week and uh, leaving all the great feedback. And I've been loving the messages. So a big shout out to everyone that's uh, been following along the journey thus far. And I can't wait to keep bringing great episodes. But uh, episode today, an absolute bloody ripper. I've got Josh Groudon. You might know him as the kicking consultant on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Josh actually started playing football um, for uh, the GWS Giants. He was part of their first draft. And he had this really unfortunate leg injury, broke his leg real badly and wasn't able to get back to um, playing AFL just as how, how he wanted uh, and uh, turned his attention to uh, punting. And he actually got picked up by LSU, which is like a major school over in the US uh, as a punter. And he goes into all of his um, uh, career stuff over at LSU. Shaq played there, Ben Simmons, um, Joe Burrow, uh, heaps of other NFL stars as well as some ripper stories uh, from his college days. And then he tells us a little bit about uh, his new business that he's uh, just founded in Australia about two years ago now, uh, called The Kicking Consultant, uh, where he uh, teaches people uh, how to kick better for both um, uh, punting for over in uh, the US and applying that uh, to try and get into colleges over there, and then also uh, runs clinic for uh, guys guys and girls playing AFL. So uh, it's an absolute ripper chat. Josh came all the way from South Australia um, uh, to the depths of Canning Vale to come and do the podcast with me, so I really do appreciate his time. Uh, he's an absolute ripper bloke. Make sure you check out his social media as well, uh, and I uh, really hope you enjoy uh, chat with Josh. Here we go. Right, welcome back to Potty Magic. So uh, I've got a uh, I've got a guest here that has come all the way from South Australia. We thought we better get this uh, this episode in. I uh, was super excited to have him. He's had a, like a pretty uh, pretty interesting um, sporting career. Uh, he's got a great business. So you might know him as the Kicking Consultant on TikTok, Instagram. Uh, please welcome Josh Groudon. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me, mate. Thanks for coming all the way to the depths of bloody Canningvale to to, 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 to record a <laughs> south podcast. of the river, south of the river, so far south. Like if you weren't if you weren't coming to see me, there'd be no way you'd be visiting Canning so, um, But uh, so, what, what are you doing here in Perth? Um, so I've never been to WA before. Great. So um, always keen to come over and check it out. Yeah, um, catching up with a mate um, who's just got back from America. Yep, and then meeting up with some people who I've been coaching online for yeah almost six months now. Fantastic, and then, and, yeah. and you've got a, a business like I mentioned before, uh, the Kicking Consultant. So do you want to tell everyone just a quick little quick, snippet about that? Yeah, so I essentially um, give more confidence for people when they're kicking um, using principles that I learned as. You know my AFL career and um, as a punter in American football. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so you're pretty much you're you're a kicking PT. 
More or less. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Love it. And um, you've had a super interesting sporting career. You played for uh, GWS, and then you went on over to America, and you became a punter for LSU, which is like a huge school. Um, And, uh, yeah, now back and and, and obviously teaching uh, everybody here how to punt and how to kick and creating this great business. So I can't wait to um, get in and uh, chat to you about all of it. So I thought what we do, let's go right back, because there's a lot of stuff we want to get through. And and it's so different as well which is so cool. So um, let's go right back to the start. So tell us a little bit about um, you growing up, your early years, who got you into sport, um, what it was like, yeah, growing up, going. Yeah, so um, from a country town called Snowtown. Snowtown. Was there much snow there or no? No. no, no. no, (laughs) Famous for other reasons, but we won't go into that. Um, (laughs) But there's not not much to do. Grew up on a farm and, um, yeah, just did every sport, basketball, tennis, footy, cricket, golf, um, you name it. So then moved to a bigger town and it was a very uh, – the school there was very sporty. So I did touch footy, did everything I could to get out of days of school. Totally. So yep. I did all the tournaments, everything. So, yeah. Excellent. And was there one – was it always football that was like the number one sport? Or? 100%. Like, like, you know, most Aussie kids, I guess, in the footy states, like that was my dream was to play AFL, 100%. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And did you have brothers and sisters? I had an older brother, but was more into like Game Boy and stuff like that. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah, right. Played so it the sports and, in, you know, so then I'd, he was four years older than me. Yep. So I'd be getting to those sports a bit earlier. Like I played, filled in for his like team when I was like five, you know, yep. things like that. It's, and you find that's like such a common thing for loads of guys that make it into professional sports and they've always got like an older brother that sort of like gave him a bit of a beat down. Yeah, but was he yeah, like that? A little, a little bit really? like a little that. Bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I guess that you just had to bring your playing up a little bit to exactly right, slot into his team and yeah. and play with the uh, with the older kids, yeah. Okay. And then at what sort of age did you really think, was it like a possibility that you're going, all right, cool. I'm going to play professional sport. When, yeah. when, when was that? Yeah, uh, great question. Probably when I made the state under-16s team Yep. Um, and played reasonably well there. Yep. And then the following year in the SNFL under-18s, like won like some MVP award, made AIS team. Um, and, yeah, you, you're looking at, oh, from guys who made the AIS, like who got, you know, in the AFL, and it's like a lot. Pretty so, good chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're so, in a good spot. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, uh, what position were you playing at the time? I was midfielder, half back. Actually, um, yeah, like when I played state footy, I was like back pocket, like taking kick-ins and stuff. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. See, well, I guess you got an unbelievable kick. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably why you started <laughs> I, I, the fucking kicking consultant <laughs> actual business. Honestly, like, I'll be really honest. My kicking was never that good. Yeah. Um, but I know how to improve people's kicking. Yes. Like, I wasn't just talented and, like, yeah, I can kick and that. Like, I actually know the struggle and how to improve it. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. And then um, when you were dra- – what, what year were you drafted to GWS? Yeah, so I was picked up as one of their 12, 17-year-olds. Right, so, so this three, was the, fir- the yeah, very first very, year. Yeah, so, wow. um, yeah, it was still when I was in year 12, uh, the end of 2010. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep. Got picked up. And um, uh, what was your GWS experience like? And I guess getting drafted to a club that was so new, there was sort of, you know, plays being pulled in from loads of different teams and, and sort of slapped together a little bit yeah. um, for those first few years. What was that like? Um, yeah, like I had nothing to compare it to, mm. but looking back, it's like that was pretty grim. Like mm, we yeah. were, the first year, we were sharing like a gym with the public. Yeah, um, right. We were out west Blacktown. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we didn't really have the AFL guys yet. We had Alex Carey. Yep. Um, Izzy Flower. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> the AFL guys were not there. <laughs> they yeah, weren't yeah, there yeah. yet. So, 2012, things changed. We became a bit more um, inner west. Yeah. Guys like Luke Power, James McDonald, Dean Brogan, Chad Corns are all on the, on the list. And then, um, yeah, like Tom Scully, Bill mm-hmm. Davis, Callum Ward. So, that's when it started to get a bit more real. Yep. Um, and then the following year, like, yeah... Got a lot better. I was just I was just there not too long ago, a couple months ago, and it's like, yeah, the facility is awesome. They're it's totally different. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I guess it's actually, like you said before, until you reflect back on it, you might go, shit, that was actually like a really hard experience yeah. for someone that is, you know, completely new to an AFL system, yeah. getting chucked straight in. Yeah. There's no real, um, I, I, probably the lines of, of this is what you do and this is what you don't do probably weren't quite there in the culture of the yeah. club and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, big time. It was pretty cool to be like, I guess, part of the group that was setting the culture and we did have a really good group of guys and um, really good support around us. Um, but yeah, you're just competing against like um, the freak 18, 19 year olds like Dylan Shield, Adam Trelaw. Just um, going at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was competitive but you definitely didn't have that uh, older guys to like maybe put you in line like you would at other clubs. Totally, yep. And what position were you mainly playing at GWS? Or yeah. What were you recruited to do? Uh, I was pl- mainly playing on the wing. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, is running and fitness always been like a real um, um, asset of your game? I thought, I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got there and these guys are running sub 10, 3Kers and I'm like 10, 30, 10, 45. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, back when we did 3Kers, so... Yeah, I used to run around the farm a lot, yep. and but nah, like I'm not wasn't quite there with that. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. And um, did you, did you play any games for GWS? Did you get a debut out? Nah. So no. at the end, and how of, many years were you there? I for? was there three. for three. Yeah. So the end of 2011, I break my leg. Ugh. So how did that happen? So playing, playing, I went to kick the ball, got tackled. Yeah, yeah, snapped it in half. Oh, at, at, at training or was at, it? Uh, oh, sorry, it was against game? the Suns. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. up in the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty grim. Uh, and then, so yeah, 2012 missed it. Missed yeah. essentially all of 2012 when everyone was getting a game. <sighs> so and then hip surgery at the start of 2013 and the end. So mm-hmm. there could have, if I was like dominating. Uh, could have probably got a game in 2013, yep. and there was like talks, but nah, like honestly, I wasn't playing good enough to get it run. So, yeah, and they were just kind of like established with their players who had played in 2012, and it was like get them to 50 games ASAP. So I, I get it, and I would have delisted me at the end of it anyway as well. So yeah, no hard feelings. And coach any, at the time, uh, so it was Choco, Mark Williams, and Kevin Sheedy. Yep, and then Leon Cameron came in. Yep, how were they? Uh, There's some big names there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sheeds was very much just the face. Um, but, you know, you take us through, like, goal kicking and stuff like that. Yeah. Choco was um, very good, yeah. very much Pretty like, hands-on. Yeah. yeah, great teacher, very much like what you see uh, on TV. Uh, he's very straight down the line. Um, you know, he will yell at you, but then two minutes later he's yelling at someone else, and it's because he wants everyone to Did you to get learn. any particular good sprays from him? Or? Oh, yeah, like <laughs> all the time. And, like, yeah, you look back and you're like, oh, I was just – like, you're just young, yep. and you're like <laughs> – you just – it definitely um, prepared me for life, like, and for college football. Yep. Like, I speak to Choco every now and then, and I'm like, a lot of things that you instilled 
in that time like have stuck with me so yeah, yeah. and another question i was going to ask was yeah who's your, sort of your biggest inspirations or um you know people that helped you along through those gws days and you reckon choco would be right up there as one of your mentors you reckon oh, i wouldn't say a mentor um yeah tough during that period like a guy like craig craig lambert he mm. was the welfare manager and he was just legend mm. absolute legend and in rehab spend a lot of time with him he calls himself the best handballer of all time and I thought all I could do was work on my hands so yeah. he was very supportive um John Quinn he is my mentor has been through ever since then so he's the sports scientist at the Giants and yeah we catch up regularly like he is yeah he's definitely he'd be the number one I don't know why it took me so long to think of him but yeah he uh got me back from my broken leg like yeah. and yeah like really good mates with him and yeah. on your broken leg, what was that like when you just got to a football team, you're just starting to get this professional career sort of rolling, guys are getting games, and you're there doing a really, you know, major rehab for a long period of time. I imagine there would have been some really dark days, some really hard days, and particularly so early on in, in a career. What was yeah. that like, and how did you get through that and deal with that? Yeah, that was tough. Um, you would be in rehab. I was lucky. One of my mates... <laughs> Sounds so bad. He did his ACL like two weeks before I broke my leg. Yep. So we were in rehab for a, a long time together. So that really helped. But, you know, guys would come in with like an ankle for six weeks and then they'd be out. And, you know, guys with a hammy or whatever, and then they'd be out. And it's just like I'm still in rehab. And with an ACL, you can kind of follow a program. With a broken leg, no one knows. They're mm-hmm. just it's Everyone's so different. So I had implications, um, got the rod taken out, yep. uh, had to, like got – End up just getting jabbed, Ugh. yeah, to try and just to be able to play a bit, yeah, and yeah, dark, very dark. And I remember times just being like, "What is like, what's the point?" And I think it's all worked out, like with the punting and stuff. Like I'm kind of grateful. Would have been nice to play at least one AFL game. So it would have been great, but, just to take <laughs> it off, but. Um, but yeah, like it's led me to to what I'm doing now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, we've uh, with the, was there any. Um, I guess, like, limitations long time after in terms of specific football injuries, which then made maybe looking at a different sport like punting was, like, going to be a better option for you, yeah. like, body-wise? Yeah, for sure. So the tibia, the main bone in my leg, um, healed pretty well. Yeah. But the fibula, they actually don't touch during surgery. And they let it heal kind of on its own. And it healed on an angle, which is fine if it's within a certain range. And yeah. mine was within that certain range, but... It never quite felt the same, and that's where we jabbed it. Yep. I think thinking about my body and what I know now, like maybe impressing just on some nerves and stuff. And so any change of direction stuff, agility, like that kind of flared it up. So, yep. yeah, going to punting, which is just very linear, yep. perfect. Was a, was a way better switch. Yeah. yeah. And then wrapping up uh, your GWS sort of days there, when did you realise that – you probably weren't going to be getting another contract and that maybe you needed to look elsewhere. And how was that feeling as well? Because that's a dream that you've built up, like you said, yeah. all, the, all from, you know, Snowdown and, uh, yeah. and you know, that, that, that's your dream since a kid and all of a sudden it's sort of been, gone. Yeah. it's gone. Yeah. yeah. And they, they tell you about it. They prepare you, you know, average AFL career is probably three and a half years or whatever. Uh, I was lucky what that was I was... yours, three? Yeah. 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 Uh, I was doing PT, like studying, doing the PT course while right. I was playing AFL. Yeah. And I guess, like, you knew it was kind of coming, but still, when they tell you, you're just like, oh, shit. Mm. And, like, I walked out of the room. First person I saw was Craig Lambert, and I just bawled trying. Like, mm. and then, 
yeah, just like whole like my whole life really. And I and I remember calling mum. I was like, I get it. It's not you know, no one's dying. There's people with worse things going on in life. And I'm like, this was everything. And to have it just get so close and then taken away is like. I feel like it's worthy. I can be sad. And, you oh, know, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tough. But, yeah, it was lucky to kind of move on pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. And then from that, it was a really lovely transition for you, which not a lot of guys I don't think would get, where you found this uh, this little niche of uh, going and punting mm. uh, for a college football team. So how did that all come about? Who started the conversation? Yep. Who saw that in you? All that sort of stuff. Tell me. Yeah, so it's... All falls back to a man, a legend named Nathan Chapman. Yep. So he was pick number two in the draft back in the day yep. in the AFL. Massive kick, uh, considered by a punt, uh, kicking biomechanist guru as the best kick in the AFL. Uh, so look him up. Look him up on YouTube. I will. His first, I will. His first goal, Who I think, in April, uh, the Brisbane Bears yep. and then Hawthorne. Yep. He kicks a massive torp in like his debut game or one of his early games. It's crazy. How good's torp, say? Oh, <laughs> so good. The hell for the torp. Bring him back. Um, so he started Pro Kick Australia. So after his AFL career, he went to America, tried out for Green Bay. Essentially, politics got in the way and didn't get the job. Came back, started Pro Kick Australia. So for many years now, he's been sending waves of Aussies to punt in college. Who who are some of the guys that he's um, worked with and sent? Or so at the moment in the NFL, you got Cam Johnston in at Texans, uh, Mitch Wisnowski at the Forty Nineers, who they just lost on the weekend. Yep. Uh, 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 Aaron Sipos, former St Kilda player at the Eagles. If he wasn't injured, he'd be playing in the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, Michael Dixon, Seattle Seahawks, pro like. NFL Pro Bowler like Gun and oh Jordan Berry played the Vikings yeah that's and that's lot. just NFL that's yeah. that's currently and there's 60 70 currently probably playing college wow and then so when did that trend kind of start like what what era was that that they went mean, oh like that's a 2009 I think he started 2008 yeah. and it's crazy that wow, Australia so doesn't know about know about it it's yeah. like everyone who plays footy should know because then. Okay, if footy doesn't work out, I've Go got there. this. And yeah. it's it's not easy, but it's definitely like if you can kick and you put in like kick 50s or say, and you put in time and dedication to it with coaching, good coaching, like you can do it. So it just cr- blows my mind that the whole of Australia doesn't know about it when you've yeah. got five guys playing in the NFL. And why do you think it's maybe if, if that's a spot that's open uh, to be filled by people in Australia, how come that's not being filled up with people in America? Is it because... Well, why is that? So, one, no one really wants to be a punter when they're growing up. Right. You punt, you get on the field five times. Everyone wants to be a quarterback, wide receiver. You, yeah. They, they grow up throwing a football, baseball, uh, you know, NFL throwing it. Whereas we grow up kicking a footy as soon as we're out of the womb, True. right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, we have that advantage. We know what it's like to kick a ball. And then with a good year of solid coaching, um, we, yeah, it's just natural. Bloody legends, how you doing? Quick little break in the podcast here, just to let you know that I've actually got my next 12-week challenge that starts on March the 13th. Super excited for this one. Uh, this time of year, it's often when like people have uh, maybe fallen off the bandwagon a little bit uh, from uh, how motivated they were feeling from the new year, new you, buzz, and you know maybe stuff hasn't quite gone to plan and you're not really in the routine that you thought you'd be by this time uh, of the year. So uh, this is why the 12-week challenge would be perfect for you. So you can do it online, or you can come and do it as part of my group training 
training sessions uh, in if you're in WA. It includes uh, full workout programs, whether you want to work out at home or the gym, there's an option for you. And also, depending on your goal, there's also muscle gain, there's weight loss, uh, and everything can be modified for you as well if there's any limitations. Also includes a full customized meal plan that you get to pick from 50 plus recipes that are on the website. Uh, and most importantly, it also includes a weekly check-in with me or another Body Magic coach each week just to keep you accountable, keep you on track, and also pass on as much info as I can all throughout the challenge so you're not just getting a good result after the 12 weeks, but we're actually implementing all these small little habits and stacking them on top of each other so you're flying well and truly after the challenge. But uh, there's very limited spots available. We start on the 13th of March. It's only $25 a week, uh, and sign-ups uh, begin in a couple of days' time, so look out for that one. Love your work. Back to the podcast. And then how did the... Um, you actually getting to LSU happen? Yeah, so after nine months of training in Melbourne with Pro Kick Australia, and how know. how often were you training? Was that was that like intensive, like yeah, like, like yeah, a full time? Like, um, yeah, so gig? it was. There's about three training sessions a week. I would then probably go out on my own or source out Nathan for like a one on one because there wasn't. There's probably like ten to twelve guys doing it when I started. Mm-hmm. It's now heaps, mm-hmm. heaps, um, and there's um, hubs in. I run Adelaide. There's a hub here in Perth, Geelong, Sydney, Brisbane, Great. so everywhere. Uh, so yeah, he just developed me up. We put footage of me punting on YouTube, send it to the coaches, and there was this heat. Chappy says it's like to the coaches over there. It's like ordering a pizza. Like, what do you want? And we'll we'll fill the role and provide it for you. So I was lucky that he'd already gotten a punter to LSU four years prior. Yep. So you can only play you have five years to play four um, seasons mm-hmm. and his time was coming up. So it's just like, okay. Like, and is it on an age yourself? thing or you can go if you're a little bit older and it's just five yep. years of college? Yep. Yep. You've yep. just got to be, uh, yeah, like there's no there's no age limit at all. Yep. Yeah, we've had guys go over in their 30s. Yeah, yeah right. I, was, I was 22. Yeah. And that's probably the other thing, like American kids go straight from high school to college. Mm. They don't wait. So they're 18 competing against 22-year-olds. So... Yep. Again, a bit more maturity, yeah, 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 yeah. so that helps too. Yeah, yeah most definitely. And um, yeah, tell us about LSU. Is oh. it like is it as good as what the movies look mental. Run us through a typical week of just being uh, an, an LSU college athlete. Okay, yeah. so you're you're definitely there to study, but football. What, what were you studying? I was studying you? sports science essentially. Yep. So you know, you go to class like people and normal people, and then but you've got like okay, so morning. Go, you go work out. Go to class for a couple of hours, have lunch, and maybe some um, tutoring if you need it, and then train, go meetings, train for a couple of hours, uh, dinner, like recovery, dinner, then homework, and then kind of repeat the next day. Um, but you get so many opportunities like spring break, summer break, winter, like to travel, do whatever, so much fun. Uh, game days, are insane. So they I, look mental. Mate, so just... the stadium was one hundred and two thousand. Wow! And that was essentially because they get more crowds for college games than what they do for NFL. NFL, don't they? Yeah. So it's like I'd say it's like an AFL grand final every week, Fuck. but ninety percent are there for the home team. Yep. And then like you go away, so it's the opposite. And but mate, we're getting police escorts the night before the game to go to the movies. We go through the back door, get the whole cinema to ourselves. Police escort back, like uh, you're rock stars, rock stars, rock stars. Your police escort to the tarmac of the airplane, like straight on board. 
when you land, police escort, like so cool. stupid, stupid, so cool. yeah. Uh, so we were the LSU Tigers. Yeah, we had a twenty-two million dollar tiger habitat on campus with a live tiger. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and prior to Peter, Peter being an issue, like wow. kicking up, he the tiger used to go around the stadium. And oh they would place God. him at the front of the... They still have the Tiger now, though? They do have the Tiger, yeah. yeah. They just don't bring it out for the don't games. Don't bring it out for the games. But they would place him at the entrance of the away team oh. where they would run out. So Holy dude, shit. it's next level. If you don't... Have, have you haven't looked in it, just look up like LSU hype video or whatever. Yeah. Mate, it's insane. Wow, yeah. that's nuts. And then is it the flip side when you go to somebody else's uh, stadium? Obviously, oh. when it's 90% the other Either way, way around, what, what happens? Mate, is there so, like some weird things yeah, they do like that so, as well? At uh, Florida Gators, like, pretty big rivalry. Don't tell me they've got a fucking Gator. <laughs> <laughs> but they would chuck, like, their empty um, little, like, beer bottles and stuff that they've snuck in, like, chuck them at us. And, like, their – it was really not good. They, their stand was, like, this far away from the bench. Yep. So they are just screaming at you, like, almost touching you, like, insanity to – yeah, they just live and breathe it. It's it's. Everything to them. So, yeah, that's yeah. wild. That's yeah. so crazy. And um, was there any, like, uh, were you looking at going to the NFL at one point? Was there, like, tryouts or anything like that? Or I, how did you actually go? How yeah, was your career? Yeah, so I knew, like, I didn't have the biggest leg and yeah. would see guys with bigger kicks than me. So not how, how big is a kick? Is so we, in college, if you can Sorry kick, for, like, the, yeah, the, the, no, limit, the limited good. knowledge, yeah, yeah. but, yeah, so, keen, keen to know. Yeah, so essentially you need to kick it about 53 metres yep. with about four and a half seconds of hang time. And yep. that's the hardest thing for people to do. They can't get that concept. Like, yeah, I can kick 50 easy. Because the, 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 the main part that you're there is for the punt for when uh, it's like the start of the game or after a touchdown? No, no, sorry. Oh. That's the kicker. The kicker, the kicker. Okay. Yeah, so we are punting when the offense hasn't gotten the required yardage. Yep. Um, and they've got had three tries to get it. They can either go for it on that fourth try but if they don't the ball gets turned over on that spot so less distance for the opposition to then yep. get a t- touchdown so we come on kick it as far as we can so then they have to start all the way back there and also then as high as, as you can high. so you can get on back and try to intercept stop it, or to well, stop it so yeah. the returners they're catching it and yep. these are the best essentially the best player on the team fastest yep. like think fastest quickest agile afl player on steroids yep. like yep. insane and they've got people blocking leading the way so if you give him an, an inch like he'll take He's it gone. 10 yeah. yards so you're better off kicking it 35 meters instead of like this 60 meter punt because he'll just return it half the way so sometimes all the way um so you've got to give enough hang time for your teammates to get down there and either force him to fair catch it or just not be able to run it forward mm-hmm. so yeah when you look at a stat the distance um, is around 45 yards is a very good average but that doesn't include the 15 yards back that you stand from the line of scrimmage. Yep. So if you're in the NFL, then you need to be kicking five seconds plus of hang time, like five threes, five fours, like I was there. And I imagine that is a it, lot it, different a, as in what you have to, the distance up, up. to get that yeah. is a lot go, more. Like yeah. If you've never done it before, just go and kick a footy as high as you can and time it, get someone to time it. And if you do get over five seconds, get to just, the NFL. Yeah, come, come <laughs> let me know. Reach yeah. out. But the thing is, I bet they'll struggle to get it five seconds, and, and that's all they're trying to do is kick it up. Yep. But you've also got to get decent distance as well. So yeah, right. Yeah. So then, what was your so your stats were again? They were oh, so in college, like um, 
yeah, not NFL standard. And I was very okay with that. I was like, I'm just going to get my degree and yep. probably just piss off back home. Like, yep. thanks, America. Yep. Cheers for the free degree. Like, $200,000 scholarship. Cheers. Unreal. Um, and then all paid for. It's full oh, scholarship. Full, oh, yeah, mate. Amazing. Yeah, best investment of my life. So Insane. I was going to – there was an opportunity to, to try it for the Canadian Football League, yep. and that st- still pays pretty well. Um, but it all got cancelled because of COVID. So I didn't try out. Came back to Australia. I was like, whatever, like – not if I was a gun, knew what I could do, I probably would have kept pursuing it a bit more. But no, nah, whatever. Yep. And uh, how many times do you get on a field in a typical game? In a so typical game typically, period? like uh, five, maybe on average. If you're on a really bad team, you go on more. Yep. If you're on a good team, less. Yep. And one of the things that I always see that particularly the punters get criticised big time is pretty much in the NFL. If you miss a punt or you really stuff one up, you're almost out of the team. So I imagine there's so much pressure um, because, like you said, you're only getting on the uh, on the field five times ish yeah. a game. Um, how? What would you do mentally, and also what would you do in terms of your preparation and making sure you've really got that skill bang on all during the week, so that you're coming out and really getting the most out of your you know your very small little glimpses that you're actually on the field yes. and executing on the field. Yeah. So yeah, obviously very important. You're, 100,000 people watching, like, it's your one job, you, yeah. you know. But the thing is, the ball is very easy to miss hit. So yeah. you just mentally, uh, it's oh, essentially when you're at that level, like, you know you can do it and it is just the confidence. So mental imagery, one of the kickers I had was very good and, and I kind of... I heard this imagery stuff from Chris Main the other week. He okay. was on podcast yeah. with me, same thing. But so, tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so like the day before the game, we would just run through scenarios and like... Not even have a ball, but just like imagine it and like, yep. It's exactly what he yeah, said as yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that feeling of what it feels like when you've just absolutely crushed it and then you're just jogging off the field like, I'm a freaking badass. Like, yeah. just stuff like that. We had a guy, he worked with the Marines. Uh, it's like a sports, like a psych. And, yeah, he would do the same thing. He'd just take us through the whole game day. So then when we got to the game day, it wasn't a shock, We, you know. And you just had these little mental cues that could – put you in focus and like say if you did have a bad punt it was like okay you know what how do you react to that and you know it's sniper mentality it's focusing on the next one so yeah and then just repping the shit out of it like totally yeah you're just yeah analyzing your kicking like every single punt that we did at training was looked at and we'd break it down and every little bit to get the best out of yourself because you've got to be on point yeah, and what was your actual mental imagery routine in your head? So when you're closing your eyes, you're doing all those little techniques and exercises you are just saying, what is your steps? What are you looking at? How are you holding the ball? All that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so it's honestly best to like, when you're out there, not to really think. Maybe like one thing, but for me, it was just catch and kick. Catch and kick. That's all you're doing. Like, I know what to do. Game day, you, you want to be pretty clear-minded, but catch and kick. First thing you do is catch it. Like, yeah. if some people get in the thing of just, like, oh, I want to get a good punt, like, make sure I kick through it or whatever, but it's like, just get the catch, the handset, everything up, and then go from there. So that helped me. Um, yeah, I know other people like who I coach now, like a one swing thought. So uh, actually when I was talking to Blake, like with his mm. goal kicking, just like, uh, I think he says head down, yep. head down, or, yep. or kick through one or the other. Just one thing. So then it's not, oh, like 
stabs, trying to, the crowd, exactly. The, you're everything. trying to tick off five things exactly. as you're going. So then you're just paralysis by analysis. Bloody loving this chat with Josh. Quick little break though, guys. Uh, just a reminder: if you haven't already, if you wouldn't mind just clicking that little subscribe button at the top of Spotify, Apple Music, or YouTube, uh, it really does go a long way for me being able to get more guests on the podcast. Obviously, the bigger the podcast is, the more likely I get bigger and better guests every single time. Uh, so, really would go a long way if you wouldn't mind doing that and also leaving a review as well. Five stars, of course. Please don't. If you're going to leave a one star, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Just skip through the next 15 seconds and get back into the episode, all right? But five stars, obviously. Uh, really love your work, guys. Would really appreciate it. And it goes a long way for uh, me to continue to do this. But uh, love your work. Back to Josh. Here we go. So LSU is a massive school and uh, they've had some really, really big name athletes coming there from the basketball, from the football programs. Did you play with anyone that was like... That's either gotten to the NFL or were you in the room with some basketball guys? Tell me. I want to know some stories. Tell me. Yeah, so definitely. Um, On the football team, like every year would have maybe five to ten guys get drafted. Yep. So guys, you know, like Joe Burrow was that quarterback. Which I imagine that's a lot of people for one coming out of one college. Yeah, big time. But LSU is in the powerhouse, like SEC, like big time. Yeah, yeah, they're they're the guys. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe Burrow, pick number one, played in the Super Bowl last year. Unfortunately, just lost the um, divisional playoff yep. to go on the Super Bowl this year. But uh, Justin Jefferson, um, Odell Beckham Jr., although he wasn't playing when I was there, got to meet him a bunch of times. Yep. Uh, basketball, Ben Simmons was there yep. when I was really? there. Really? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. So uh, we did summer school together. Um, we were pretty cool. And yep. yeah, he used to cheat off me in, in our tests and stuff like that. Yeah, you'd be like, mate, you're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you get on pretty well because you have that common ground that you're both from Australia? Aussie, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Was there any other Australians at the school? Yeah, yeah, there were was a few. A few? Uh, yeah, a couple, another basketball player, a um, couple of girls, like soccer, swimming, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, interesting story. So he played at LSU. Yeah, yeah. And it comes back like a lot of the... Um, Here he is, quite involved, well, and he comes yeah. and has some speaking stuff and all that yeah. sort of thing. I so, love Shaq. I think yeah, he's so legend. funny. Yeah, yeah. So they often come on the sidelines, right? Yeah. So the punters we and kickers, we get this small spot on the sideline to kick into the net yeah. just to keep warm and, you know, keep your eye on and whatever. And on when the offense is on the field, I'm chilling, like helmets off, just chilling. It's not only when the offense is on the field, I need to be prepared. And Shaq's standing right in the way. And I'm like, okay, like, he's taking up the whole thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's <laughs> a huge bloke. Huge bloke. So then when the offense gets on, I'm like, like I really need to start getting my Some kicks, kicks in. in. Yeah. So I go up and there's this great photo. I'm just like, like looking up at Shaq. Like, <laughs> and, it, and then he's like, yeah, he's just like, all good, mate. So just, yeah, had to, had to get kicked. Shaq out the way. Oh, That's that is in, so, so good. Yeah. You, got, you have to show me that photo, yeah, mate. You have yeah, to show well, me that is that's yeah, all time. Wow. Yeah. Um, and did he come and do any like talks specifically with your team? Or no, um, I never did. Actually. Just more just around the place. Yeah, just around. Yeah, we had some really um, cool speakers and guests come, but yep. uh, no, not him. And uh, Joe Burrows, what's he like? Legend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, just like exudes confidence. Yeah. Um, but also, like... I've heard the ladies love him. Love him, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. I just remember, like, I walk into the locker room and he's sitting there cross-legged playing on his Nintendo DS. And just, like, yes. the most random... He's got to think, like, he was only, like, Joe, don't give no fucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he was 23 and, like, really, like, grew up, you know, in the SpongeBob era. Like, he freaking loves SpongeBob and stuff. So, like, quarterbacks are weird. Like, yeah. they have to be weird because they just... 
they understand this playbook and everything like this. They're, they're so just wired in a different yes. way. Yeah. Totally, totally. But just his confidence. He didn't have to say a whole lot, but when he did, people would listen. And it was just wasn't showy. It was like straight to the point. Like really, really good leader. Yeah. And uh, have you had? Um, uh, say, if you were to go back over, are you on the terms where you'd be like, give him a text? And like, hey, <laughs> oh, Joey, get us on the get us on the <laughs> sidelines, yeah, mate. Yeah, 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 shit. I I think he still follows me on Twitter, so yeah, that'd be my best chance. Yeah, yeah, good, good. But, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, uh, from uh, from LSU, so how many games did you play all up for over those four years that you were there? Yeah, so I was mainly the starter for the first two years. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, it's pretty. I had coaching change, mm. so new coaching come in who didn't recruit me, and then a uh, a new punter came in who mm. actually really good mates with. He was like a couple years older than me, um, been punting since high school, actually played in like the Major League Baseball. Oh, right. Yeah, or in the minors. And um, he came back and just six foot six, massive bloke, and just out punted me. Yep. So I was just doing like short range kicks, um, more of like the finesse ones that you'd have in footy to, because yep. you don't want to kick a touchback. Uh, you want to get them as close to the uh, like t- end zone without it going over. So he would just blast that thing, whereas I had a bit more touch on it. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, pl- essentially played four years there and then did my masters at West Virginia university where I was just the starting guy, did, did all the punts and had the time of my life. Yeah. West Virginia, if you're not should know about is the number one party school in America. It goes off to us. Yeah. Oh, off tears. Tell me, yeah. tell yeah. me, tell me, go. These are, this oh, is exactly yeah. the so, other, the other name that people call me is body tragic for a reason. <laughs> so yeah, tell me, tell me these oh, guys. Just the, the. It's really hard to explain. Is it literally like college movie, parties? Yeah. I like the movie. So it's like yeah. the frat houses, the fucking, all the, yeah. the, everything that I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. So like as an athlete, you weren't really involved in the fraternities as much. Yeah. They didn't like us because we would take their girls. Like right, gotcha. the fraternities just like it to be them and their brothers. Yeah. But, um, it's yeah. fucking weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's very weird. It's, it's very it's weird. Like cultish weird. But it's fucking weird. Some of the best times was, yeah, when it was like, like American Pie, it was in Texas, Halloween, Vegas-style party, three-story mansion, Ugh. shit going on everywhere. So how do they actually afford to do these parties so, at these houses? They own the house or what? Yeah, so they you have to pay. You're essentially paying to have mates. Right, like you pay, right, right, right. You pay to live like there a membership. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you have rich-ass donors who have were fraternity like alumni who have just gone off and made businesses, whatever, and, and they just they, donate back. They just love the old days yeah. of when they used to get fucked up yeah. with the boys and yeah. they go, oh, I'll, I'll sort this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, wow. million-dollar fraternities, you know. It's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. And then uh, from maybe not quite getting the NFL um, you know, pathway going, how did you end up back in Australia? And then how did you end up um, back doing what you're doing now with all the kicking consultants? Yeah, uh, so more or less COVID happened and can't – like cancelled everything. Yeah. So oh, was, so you were there when that was yeah, going off. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, essentially just had to come back home. Mm. Um, live with mum, dad, mm. very grim, and uh, started after a while when things kind of started opening up. I got asked by Nathan Chapman at Pro Kick Australia to coach the Adelaide boys who had to come back um, from Melbourne because of COVID. Yeah. So yeah, started coaching them and. Started playing footy as well, and I just like there was just a massive disconnect in from what I just experienced in the coaching side of things, and then what was happening at footy level. Like, we'd spend no time actually on kicking, and it was, and you know, thinking about my time at the Giants, like it was just expected that you knew how to kick. Mm-hmm. But these guys in A grade footy were shit house, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so 
I'm like, there's this massive disconnect. And it kind of happened naturally where a player had reached out to me through pro kick to wanting to learn how to kick further for footy. Not Didn't want to be a punter, just wanted to, to do footy. And so I started coaching him and then posted on TikTok and that's when shit blew up. Yep. And people were getting directed. I kind of had this like mini like portfolio website and people I was getting emails and stuff. And I was like, oh, like I'm on to something here. And yeah, just thanks ran, to TikTok. Honestly, it. just yeah. went with it. Posted videos on my torps and stuff. And yeah. Like, yeah. That's the first videos that I've seen of yours where you just kicking big talks. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And um, and now that you've sort of been around for business, what, two years Almost old, three two years, years old? Yeah. yeah. Um, posting consistently on um, your socials, doing all that. Yeah. Um, how, how has it been uh, owning a business and going from, you know, being a pro sports athlete, mm. transitioning into now having this business? Mm. Um, what's some challenges that you've found that, uh, that you've had particularly early on? Um. Oh, a lot, a mm. lot of challenges. Like you do it all. Like you know, like you're not just a kicking coach. You're, you're the social media marketer. Like you're, yep. you're, you're accounting, financing, like everything. You've got to check. Like pricing initially was very cheap, and it's still quite affordable for for what I feel like I provide. Mm. And you know, valuing yourself, the mindset around it. I couldn't tell you how many books and podcasts and e uh, audio books I've created. And, Things I've just done for free and totally, stuff yeah. like it's it's took a lot to get to this point, um, but yeah, now like I'm starting to find my ideal, I guess people I can provide the most impact to. You know, I don't really teach people how to kick. I'm really there for, to take take people to a higher level. Like mm. people who are a six or seven out of ten, take them to an eight or a nine with kicking further, more penetration stuff that I learned as a punter. Yeah, for sure. And then what, I guess, are your uh, coaching principles or philosophies or is there sort of like a bit of a step-by-step um, process that you've found that works best for getting better at kicking? Yeah, so I'm not real cookie-cutter, like it yep. must be this way or that. I have... I There's got to be like, you know, lots of crossover in terms of you have to nail the... Whether, again, I don't know what it might be, but, you know, it's the technique part and then maybe yep. the mental part. Yeah, yeah, the, definitely. Whatever it is. Yeah, you know? so... More or less, like when someone comes to see me, I have a bit of a structure. It's have a little bit of a kick. I can quickly spot it out. And that's probably where I am very different to maybe anyone who's kicked a footy is knowing exactly what part of the technique's breaking down. And that's just from being a punter, analysing every part and then knowing how to fix it. So I kind of have four to five aspects and it generally fits into one of those things. And then I have drills that work. And if it, you know, sometimes it can just be telling the person. But essentially have a kick, spot it out, but then I film and a lot, and we actually, people have never seen themselves kick. Mm. And I show them and they're like, oh, oh okay, yeah. that I makes don't, sense. I don't look like Lance Franklin. Like, <laughs> yeah. It feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, they're like, I just, I, like, I know I can kick further, but I just can't. It's like, well, just do this. So I show them and then we just drill it. And it's, breaking the kick down, doing drills that we did as a punter. So ball drops, like uh, no-step kicking, like finding that part that isn't quite right and then improving it through drills. And then I always make sure I end with more dynamic um, drills that put it all together because footy is dynamic. Like unless yep. it's a set shot kick, like it's an open you got so many different environmental conditions, cues, everything. So I always end like that. And yeah, we definitely touch on the 
if I work with someone on a longer term basis online or it's like a master like a um, like a master class like I'm doing this weekend it'll be more it's more for those people who can already kick and we'll touch more on the mental side of things like if it's your set shot routine and stuff like that and is there one way to kick or is there loads of way to kick and what I mean by that is you know for it's example someone running right that I deal with a yep. little bit that's kind of just how you're going to run and there might yep. be a couple of little things that you mm. tweak in there here and there to make that better rather yeah. than just go okay cool you have to do this and this and this and this where for the vast majority of people that's probably doing it the opposite direction where it's like just work with a little bit what's good with your technique right now and then yep. try to make it a bit better is that kind of yeah your approach with yeah it as well, it, or it, is it very it, this is it no so it very much depends on where the athlete's at yeah. like you know younger older but everyone kicks differently like everyone kicks differently and there's so many different types of kicks but definitely like i'm like okay this is the ideal probably way to hold it more hands on the top on the front panels so you can bring the ball back in because the common thing is the ball gets out too far um like looking at their plant leg being stronger in their plant leg and their core so a lot around the core work you know people will do like planks and shit like that but it's like they can't kick it like stand on one leg and kick the ball without falling over yep. where it is actually applies to their sport. So, uh, yeah, it's I, I think that's what really separates me is I do a really good job of individualising it and not putting them in like, you've got to kick it this way. It's like, no, how around your technique can we fine-tune it? And then if someone does see me on a long term, then it is slowly, it's just... Progression, progression, progression. Yeah, for sure. And then there's obviously the technique side of stuff. Do you go into a lot of the mentality stuff in terms of confidence and how to become more confident with your technique and kick? Yeah, as well? well, that's mainly like my whole thing is I te- get people more confident in their kicking. And that comes from a better technique, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's just what like learning, as what I learned as a punter, like all the mental imagery, like how to handle the pressure of kicking in front of so many people. Mm. So, yeah, we, I delve into that, like I said, more with people on that long-term basis because uh, we really get to understand them as a person yeah. and what kind of – what makes them tick or whatever, like where their, you know, where their confidence lies and what helps them. So, yeah, and it, it just varies for different people. Yeah, and then what's the fundamental differences between kicking a football and then kicking a NFL ball? Yeah. So, obviously, the NFL ball – NFL, you're trying to kick it top – more often than not. The sweet spot is just a lot smaller, so uh, a lot more margin for error, and it's not as forgiving. So uh, we... Um, so do you reckon that's actually a harder kick? Oh, much harder. Really? Much harder, oh. yeah. Um, kicking a drop punt, you do that in, in the NFL. The ball's a lot pointier, so you do have to lean it back a bit more to open it up. And obviously, you're more often than not going for hang time, so you're, you're trying to kick it high. Yeah. Uh, but the principles apply, like uh, putting more... F- force through the ball so like not slicing it uh maybe stepping a bit straighter um to to ensure you do that and like that's kind of like fundamental stuff i work with and then we will we'll work on like around the body type of kicks to get more rotational velocity through your hips and more power into the ball so um sorry what was the question like just the just the the key differences difference. between the, the two balls yeah, yeah the, the two, two key, key, yeah so um yeah, and then like with footy, obviously not every kick is max power, but mm. it is like penetration, keep keep a load to your teammate, or it is that finesse. But yeah, just 
the, obviously the, the different shape of the ball changes things. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And who are some of the guys that have you have you worked with people in the AFL uh, and uh, or people at Waffle or Sample or VFL level that sort of stuff? Have you got yeah. like a you must have a good little portfolio of guys <laughs> that uh, that you've been working with um, building up? Yeah, so uh, the AFL guys, it's 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 not quite there yet. Yeah. Like I think it'll come when you look at players like uh, like LeBron James, right? Spends yep. so much money on other like outside sources to help his career totally and you like people like like yourself coaching as a strength coach in the off season yep. coaching these AFL players well you see the difference in the guys that come and do that stuff exactly. and the ones that actually put money into it that prime example Sean Darcy he does he does you know me, he has Pilates, Pilates instructors that he goes to. Mm. He does ice baths. He does the food. He does the, the every everything. Yeah. He just he just puts money into himself yeah. to make him better. And look at him, he's yeah. a fucking star. Right. Like it's so. an investment that yeah. can elongate your career. So, mm. um, I've worked with a couple, and then uh, yeah, some working with a couple of AFLW girls this weekend. Great, great. Um, but like my kind of bit of my mantra is uh, making. Uh, elite level coaching accessible to everyone. Yep. So, you know, people in the AFL, they can get, a, you know, that. But, like, it's like, you know, like, there's people out there in, the, in playing footy who just want to be their best, even if they're not in the pros. So, um, I get a lot of satisfaction out of coaching those people. So, you know, I've, I've coached NFL punters, but I've also coached, you know, 17, 18, 25-year-old shift workers, FIFO workers, like, yeah. you know, and get the same satisfaction. And I imagine when it's the same with me when I'm working with someone that's maybe a little bit more raw um, with their with their skills or yep. their techniques in the gym or whatever, the satisfaction of getting them that little bit better, but obviously how how quickly they improve Proof. as well. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So, like, the first, like, 12 to 16 weeks of anybody coming in and starting a, a new program with mm. me or online or whatever it yeah. might be, you get this drastic improvement, yeah. and I imagine it's probably very similar with learning a skill um, like kicking. Yeah, exactly. Like one one hour with me for someone like just the other day, nineteen year old playing for his whole life. Like his, we saw a big improvement. It's like an AFL footballer. We might see a couple of percentage where yep. it's like you know we're seeing twenty five percent improvement um, with someone who's not quite at that elite level. So yep. I would like to get to the point where I am because I'm a high performance coach. Yep. Like I've got background and the experience like where it is i'm not just your kicking coach but like come see me in the off season i'll take care of everything and i'll be there not like just someone to kick the footy with but like actually give you valuable feedback and stuff so i think it will start to turn like that and players start realizing the the investment and the return on their investment so yeah. but yeah uh yeah at the moment just very happy coaching. That's great. Uh, and yeah. then what's the plan for this year? Have you got any goals that you wanted to hit? Is there something particularly that you're working on business-wise um, that that everyone can sort of expect? What can we expect from you <laughs> from this year? Yeah, um, so looking to grow my online membership. Yeah. So currently... And you've got an online platform, hey? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I coach 18 to 30-ish year olds um, on like the strength and conditioning, nutrition, the mental side of things. Yeah. Um, and, and kicking as well. So I feel like it's the most comprehensive program in Australia outside of the AFL, and I want it to grow it to be like elites, like get professional nutritionists, yeah. sports psychs, everything on and, and grow that. And then like I'm looking to hire in-person, more in-person coaches throughout Australia and, yeah, want to just travel around doing masterclasses in all the cities and 
Honestly, I probably am looking to move overseas at some point, uh, middle of the year, and do more in the American football space. Um, Amazing, that's so yeah. Sick. So, but what I like, it seems weird. It's hard concept for people to understand, but the online coaching really works. The online yeah. analysis, like I've been coaching a professional partner in America online yeah. for the last five months, and mm. it's insane the improvement. Like, gone from being the backup to then starting and playing in the playoffs. Like, just small tweaks that he didn't quite see easy as. And that's the one thing I want to get Australians doing more is filming your technique. Yeah. Like, go and look at yourself. It's something that I do as well with um, my, all of my on, online clients to send videos, send pictures, send all this sort of yeah. stuff. If you're doing it, and like you said, it's often just little small little coaching cues yeah. that make such a world of difference, yeah. isn't it? And they can do it at the comfort of their own home whenever they yeah. want. And I think it's just like getting that out of that mindset of like, like being embarrassed about it or something. It's like mm. you're not you're not sending it because you're kicking shit or like you can't kick. It's like you're trying to go higher level. Next, like yeah. don't feel ashamed about that. If someone tries to bring you down, it's because they yeah they're just they're just trying to belittle you because they're comfortable with where they're at and you're making them feel uncomfortable. Like oh, do I need to like be doing something and pushing outside their comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what else you got planned while you're here in Perth? Uh, so, yeah, want to go How see... How long the, are you here for? A week. A hey? week, yeah. yeah so yeah. go see the Quokkas. Sick, um, yeah, do yeah. that most definitely. Yeah, so just hang out by the beach. And then, yeah, got kicking masterclass on on the weekend with, uh, yeah, about five hours of coaching there with a heap, heap of people, which would yeah. be really good. Love it. And, yeah, just chill out. I've never been here before, so see so what's good, going on. So good, man. Offer. No, I love Perth. I fucking love it. Honestly, so, I could never live anywhere. I love, love travelling around, yeah, you know, yeah. done some good trips and all sort of stuff around, but always Perth is, man. Perth is the shit. Yeah, like, shit. weather's great. <laughs> beach is good. The yeah. people are the best. Like, love you know, it, it's good. It. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And uh, everyone that's uh, been listening, where can they find you on social media and, and any other platforms? Yeah, so just the kicking consultant on everything. Um, yep. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn's probably Josh Groudon. Yeah. But, um, yeah, doing stuff on, on everything. Yeah, yeah, love it. And, yeah, there are some quality videos on TikTok. I love them watching the big torps and 50-meter, <laughs> um, you know, goals from every oval in, in Adelaide. Oh, yeah, there you go. Few. Yep, yep. Um, it's uh, very entertaining. But, um, hey, mate, thank you so much for uh, coming all the way to uh, Canning Vale. just for this. I, I know, <laughs> I know. We're going we're gonna to train and do a little session after this as well, which would be good fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much and can't wait to see uh, everything uh, kicking consulted in 2023. Awesome, mate. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Too yeah, good. Too good. Another episode all wrapped up. Thank you so much, Josh, for coming all the way from South Australia to the depths of Canning Vale to do that episode with me. You're a bloody legend. Make sure you check him out on uh, all socials at The Kicking Consultant. Just a reminder as well, guys, just to click that subscribe button if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music or YouTube uh, and also rate the episodes. It goes a massive long way for me getting more guests uh, each week. So uh, if you wouldn't mind doing that for me, that'd be great. And uh, last reminder that I've got my next 12-week challenge starting on March 13th. There is very limited spots available. It's $25 a week to do online. It includes a workout program, meal plan, uh, weekly check-in with me or another body magic coach uh, and spots are very very limited so uh, let's get you fucking sorted if you've been a little bit lazy to uh, slip in a little bit since the start of the year let's get you going again uh, and head to www.bodymagic.fit and let's get you signed up bloody love your work guys and i'll uh, see you next episode catch up hold up 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 